Hello, welcome to Dungeonomicon. We make Dungeons and Dragons for Dungeons and Dragons. I'm James. I'm Sid. And today we are back in space. We've got our characters and we've got our dungeon and we're going to, yeah, take a run at some sort of space dungeon. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Yeah. Now, picking up on last time, one of our listeners pointed out that perhaps Pathfinder is worth checking out for your needs because it does everything with intelligence that you have written your own rules for. Yeah, I absolutely concur that Pathfinder and 3.5 do a lot of the things that I mentioned really well. Pathfinder is essentially 3.75. It's published by Pizarro? Pazio, I say, Pazio. but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I never, they used to do the... But now uh, there's Pathfinder 2, yeah. which is, yeah, even which more advanced. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to check out Pathfinder mm. 2. Grad school and all. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a curse. <laughs> I was actually looking at Black Hack this week, which mm. is uh, uh, sort of a reinterpretation of the first edition and second edition rules, basic and advanced D&D, through the 5e lens. So Ooh. it does use um, advantage and disadvantage as the main mechanic, but it does a lot of other sort of streamlining things. For instance, mm. the DC of every check is your score in that stat okay and you have to roll under so you have a strength of 18 and you make a strength check you have to roll under 18 every time okay that is very second edition i love that and that's uh, so quick they also have things like the dc for initiative so everyone who rolls under the initiative dc goes after the monster that mm. sort of thing which i believe is based on the monster's dexterity so it's a flat okay. dc every time as well you don't have to okay calculate those things that's interesting. There is some some good stuff. Like you look at D and D's different iterations, and they end up becoming fairly stark. The difference between one and two is they're they're interchangeable. Three was a complete rehaul. Four was a complete rehaul, and now five is a complete rehaul. It sounds like version six is either going to be a five point five, yeah, or it's going to be a soft six, yeah, sort of like the first two. But I'm obsessed with all these old school revival clones. Like this thing also does like monsters have their hit dice. So you can instantly work out their health and also how much damage they do based on what hit dice they have. Okay. Characters have the same. Okay. So okay. you're back to a wizard is a, a D4 hit dice and then oh. thief and cleric is D8 and fighter is D10, I think, or possibly D6 and then D8. Shouldn't, rogue should be D6 then. Yeah. Thief. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Which is, and... it does make it a lot more deadly and simplified. It also oh, has yeah. like, if you roll, it's 3d6 for stat generation only. And if you roll an 18, or if you roll, I think it's a 14 or higher, your next stat is automatically a seven. Like it's going for real, like swingy stuff. Oof. So if you're very strong, then you're not very dexterous, for instance. If you're very Oof. wise, then you're not very smart and stuff like that. Oh, that, I mean, I, I kind of like that. I kind of hate it. Well, it's I the old like school you, feeling, isn't yeah, it? Trying to generate like that as quickly as maybe possible. Maybe it's like, if you if you get an 18, you have to take a 7. Yeah. And you can move that anywhere. So it could be like, oh, you can have an 18 in strength. Have it's just very unlikely as the thing having that 18 in anything show yeah. up like it's rare as hell yeah i think that's why it's a 14 plus because that at least is more yeah standard so yeah this dungeon comes to us kind of by way of legend of zelda uh, i was looking at game makers toolkit which is a youtube series that i heartily recommend it goes into the sort of dungeon design choices of various video games you've got your metroids mm. and your zeldas and uh what the creator of that does is express a lot of them as flow charts Hmm. Uh, which end up looking just like a classic sort of point crawl adventure. Whereas instead of uh, detailing exactly the size and shape of every room, you have encounter this connects to encounter that. And that encounter connects sort of three ways to three possible encounters, which connect to other ones and that sort of thing. Okay. So yeah, I've done this uh, much, much larger uh, for a full crawl, but we will just do sort of a bit of it to get it out in time. Yeah, I'm sure anyone who listens in can work out what dungeon I'm stealing wholesale that we will jump in so this is a uh, i think a space station 
on the edge of wild space, sort of tall, thin, uh, with rooms rotating uh, sort of spiral staircase style around it. Uh, we have three characters made by Sid. Mr. Blobby the Ooze Sower, who is a life cleric of Dweeblex. Corporal Admiral Bubbles, a gif, gif bard, that'll be fun. And Champion the Murder Gnome, who is of course an autonome who loves killing. <laughs> I think is only not killing in this time because one of the other characters has a, a control amulet of some kind. Yes. So you'll have the characters first and I'll describe the things that you see and do. Okay. So yeah, you approach this, uh, it's, it was giving out distress signals, usually it's supposed to report information on a near constant basis, but it has stopped that and then there was distress signals and now it's just radio silence. So you've been going on to, you maybe not uh, fix it, but at least loot the remains. So I think your ship has picked it up, picked up the distress calls, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy style. And you park in its uh, docking bay and you are met uh, almost immediately once you enter the first chamber with a huge uh, mechanical controversy. Uh, this huge, what looks like a water wheel, but powered by an energy flow that's surging up from the floor and spinning this immense wheel uh, in one direction. Okay. Uh, you can see a large switch across the room and a door on the other side. Okay. I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have Admiral Bubbles uh, go up and explore uh, the the water wheel. I assume it's going to be related to the the switch, but at this point in time, I want to see if it's just arcane energy. So I'm going to make an Arcana check. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, if you have Tinkerer's tools, you can apply that proficiency to the check as well. Oh, I do not. <laughs> uh, do Gippos, I mean, do, do GIF have like any sort of technological uh, proficiency I built in? I don't think so. Not figured in. Mm, okay. Because I, I went and basically wholesale just took some of, I wholesale, you know, just took the yeah. copy paste function of the, the unearthed arcana yeah. and, and just put it in. Um, they've only got, they're, they're, it's really kind of weird. They seem more like hippos than yeah techie guys. Yeah, because they, they're amphibious and they fight like a giant would and stuff like that. Which yeah. I guess like that is race, isn't it? That's species or ancestry. But yeah. I mean, ancestry would include tinkering and that sort of culture as well which i think is why pathfinder just does ancestry and why it's so strange suddenly having species crop up in 5e which is a you know relatively modern term i think i could be wrong well yeah we have a biological ba background and yeah before it was used to refer biologically i think it was used to refer to just different kinds of thing which is yeah well i mean species and race are actually old biological terms race has really fallen off uh because it started being applied to different types of human but it was originally a subspecies species uh denotation of a subspecies ranking yes so humans don't actually have any subspecies we're all homo sapiens sapiens currently there are a couple of u.s politicians that maybe not but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you wrote what did you roll uh, without your technical skills 16 16 uh so this is a uh, neutrino flow uh acting basically the same way a water wheel would here and it seems the polarity of said neutrino flow is stuck in this iteration you can see the large switch seems to uh, divert energy from the uh, from the uh, exhaust that is currently flowing out of to a different exhaust on the other side of the room. Uh, you can also see these are different colored. There's a, a red one and a blue one. You can see the red one is currently active and there are red pipes going from it through other parts of this space station, presumably. They okay. uh, pass through the far wall. It seems like something has is blocking these pipes. Okay, so uh, Corporal, Corporal Bubbles will uh, order... Uh, will. Ask them, champion the murder gnome, 
to uh, flip the switch. I assume Murder Gnome uh, does it begrudgingly. Oh no, happily. Okay. He's a very chipper little guy. (laughs) Just insanely murderous. Right away, boss. (laughs) He attempts to flick the switch and it immediately flicks back. You can see there's nothing, no uh, more power forthcoming on the other line. So it immediately diverts back to the uh, output valve that's currently coming out. You can see uh, a huge drive shaft connected to this water wheel goes through the firewall following these pipes. So whatever is the problem is further on. You progress sort of that way. I'm speeding us through a bit, but you come to an enormous octagonal chamber, evidently the sort of central hub of this space station. And you can see it goes down just thousands of feet. Uh, You can see that that drive shaft goes all the way through the wall and connects to a sort of bevel gear uh, that connects to uh, now... um, massive horizontally aligned series of blades uh, spinning rapidly and churning this huge neutrino flow like an enormous whirlpool down all these stories. You can see sort of spaces being thrown in a counterclockwise direction and you can see several pipes flowing down and, and rooms coming off at, at spokes at regular intervals. There are six doorways straight down two per floor. Okay, so I guess we'll go down and check out the first door. As soon as you attempt to descend, we're in suddenly in underwater combat rules. You find you float in here and immediately you are thrown like 60 feet per per round in the direction of this churning current of energy. You're floating around this central nexus chamber. Uh, You are sort of the other exits are gated now by this flow of energy. So you see that you are sort of, you can go into two such chambers, one okay. to the east and one to the west. Uh, the other chambers uh, swim, swim as hard as you can. You cannot access because of the flow. Okay. Go for, uh, let's go for the east way. All right. Everyone make a dex check. Uh, 10 for the corporal, 19 for champion, and 13 for Mr. Blobby. Okay, everyone under 15 takes eight uh, bludgeoning damage just being thrown around the chamber. But you all finally manage, sort of, the one who made it manages to grab onto the walls immediately. The other two keep just keep spinning round and round and round the chamber <laughs> before finally managing to grab hold and pulling themselves up this pathway, uh, which continues to push just this force uh, like a wind through this tunnel. Uh, you are shoved through. Uh, you can see piping following along the walls here, and you come out into a chamber where you're able to sort of surface above the current of energy, and you can see a huge red switch mounted on a platform. It is covered with this phosphorescent goo and there is a door to the north hmm let me see i think i'm gonna have corporal bubbles also look at and see if he can identify corporal bubbles is the brains of the operation obviously yes yes definitely considering your crew is a robot and a goo yes (laughs) what does your goo look like is it i figure he's taking the form of the armor he's wearing yeah i imagine (laughs) they would take two sort of helmed horrors well yeah because artificers have that subclass where they build our iron man armor so it could just inhabit that what yeah. color is he it they well i figured he's uh wearing splint mail so he's just kind of silver I'm, oh well i meant uh, the slime underneath, yeah underneath i would think kind of a bluish clear yep nice translucent all right give me that arcana check or possibly uh nature well it doesn't matter that would be an eight <laughs> yeah it's some sort of blue goo and you've determined you can do nothing more in this room okay then let's go into the next room and explore what's there okay uh heading north uh you're immediately uh into this sort of cargo bay it looks like more like a junk room everything is just like in drifts of what looks like it used to be storage is now just a mess and we see our first new monster for this area 
Why don't you describe what we see? Okay. A white metallic cylinder trimmed with blue chrome, topped with a half dome dominated by a cyclopean glass eye. The cylinder scuttles on a number of short silver tentacles. Ah, shut up, he says, uh, <laughs> the, the hippo, because that's what they sound like to me. What are you doing? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> Attack! And we roll initiative. Nat 20. As usual, I'm just going to have them all go on initiative. I know that's pretty cheap since I rolled a 20, but so be it. No worries. I hope it can stand up more than a round. It should. Champion leaps into the fray uh, with a uh, 20 to hit. That will, that will hit. Uh, seven damage from Champion. I think he gets... Who goes immediately again. Yes. Yeah. Not going to hit that time. That's only uh, ten. Okay. Uh, and Corporal Admiral Bubbles is going to say, Metalay, well, we know what to do with this type. And he casts Heat Metal. Okay. Uh, I believe you immediately take damage uh, if you can't drop the metal that you're wearing, which is 2d8. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I can because metal. <laughs> okay. It seems effective. Doesn't seem hyper effective, but it does definitely seem effective. And um, Mr. Blobby is going to, since you mentioned he's a male coated, space armor coated, yeah. uh, is just going to run up and attack with the mace. Why not? Fair uh, that's going to be 15 to hit. That will do. Just. For uh, just 5 damage. Okay. Oh, sorry, 3 damage. <laughs> Doesn't have a modifier on his weapon. Alright, brings us to you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Alright, so it's going to attack. I think it's going to realize that attack champion, and it's going to use its uh, stun stick against him. So let's see. So a little yep. Taser prod, prod comes, comes out. We're <laughs> fifteen. Miss. Miss. Okay, so he dodges it, and that is everything. I would have given it extra turns to show off some of what it can do. Why don't you take another attack, as if you had multi-attack? <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I'm going to have him use his laser knife as well. Excellent. Another little attachment comes out. Yep. It's like a little laser probe. Yeah. Laser knife probe. Right, so 14 plus, okay, plus 6. That'll hit. So just like a casual breakfast lightsaber for toast and stuff. Yeah. 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 He'll do 30. Radiant. Did you say 30? Yes. And um, that was to Blobby. No, yeah. no, no. Champion. Champion. All right. So. Okay. Uh, all right. Immediately, uh, I think, take 2d8 from Heat Metal, since you can't drop your metal. Yep. How's um, he looking? Uh, he's looking pretty good, unfortunately. All right. Uh, Morning Star. Everyone's just going to just wail on this guy. Actually, I think uh, Champion and Master Blobby, having seen what happened, are all going to take a good step back and start throwing spells instead. Okay. Didn't give this guy a lot of damaging spells, I see. Not a ton. He is a life cleric. Just an evil one. Inflict <laughs> wounds. That's going to be 17. 17, that'll hit. Excellent. 3d10. 15 damage. 15 necrotic. It Ch seems slightly less effective. Oh, dang. Champion's going to come up. Uh, over 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Five damage and another attack. Uh, 16 to hit. Is that hit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, how much damage did he do? Five, and then another eight. Five plus eight, okay. Yeah. And Corporal Admiral Bubbles is going to blow his war pipe, and no, he doesn't have any damaging attacks except that one. <laughs> so he's going to attack instead with his uh, big heavy Morning Star, which isn't a very spacey weapon, but maybe it's like a Sputnik probe on the end of a stick. Uh, for again about 19 to hit. That'll hit. Yeah, 13 plus 4 at 3 damage. Okay. 
it seems pretty beat up at this point in time. You'd guess it would be uh, the equivalent of bloodied or... At this point, I will say uh, you notice the walls suddenly lurch forward 10 feet, reducing this 30-foot room to a 20-foot room. All the garbage piles up on the sides menacingly. Oh, I should have... Uh, no. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I've got at least one more round. Um, so You're assuming it's a, it's, a, it's a linear relationship and not an exponential relationship of crushing wolves. But go ahead. Alright, um, I'm gonna have it uh, attack again. Champion did the most damage so far. It doesn't realize that the heat metal spell is yep. also... So it's gonna go after him with the stun stick. It will uh, undeniably hit. Cool. That's a 20. Yep. So 18. 18. Lightning. Youch. Um, make a con save. Am I weak to lightning? No. I failed the con save. Okay, you were stunned. Ouch. Uh, you can repeat that at the end of the game. Alright, take two more. D8 for heat metal. Okay. Uh, yes, the walls close in another 10 feet. By Jove, we have to get out of here. We're going to start to retreat towards the door and fire off some things from distance. Okay. First up, we're gonna have a bit of a heal on. I'll wait for that. No, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll survive the fight. Uh, champion is going to stay and fight. Two attacks. Uh, oh, oh, he's stunned. But is that the end of its turn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He comes unstunned at the end of his turn. Doesn't get his attacks. Uh, instead, Master Bubbles is going to step in with a guiding bolt. That's not gonna do it. <laughs> That was a five. Uh, okay, uh, Admiral Bubbles is gonna fire off at the heavy crossbow then from a distance. That is 16. 16 will hit. Yay! Take 11 damage. Piercing. Ooh. So this room is now just 10 foot wide. Over to you. It seems I am going to have it uh, fly away. Okay. So. It can fly up to 60 feet, but Champion will need to, since he's adjacent to it, will need to make a saving throw, a deck saving throw. Nat 1. Nat 1. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, you'll take 7 points of damage. Fire. Champion's down. Oh, oh my. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, is he flying his full 60 feet, sort of up yep. and out? Yep. I, I, out exhaust valve? Sure. Yeah. Excellent. With that, you hear a... <laughs> <laughs> and they, the walls stop moving, and instead this swirl of lights creates a treasure chest on the ground. <laughs> nice. Okay. I may um, edit that sound effect in. I, I can't tell at this stage. Yeah. Why don't I heal everybody up first? Just assume yeah. they are back at half health, however much. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, Corporal Bubbles do an investigation. Uh, with a quick investigation, you see no evidence of traps. Although your large hippo hands are not really adept to sort of, sort of pat around. It's old world wood, which is strange. You don't see that on chrome ships so much anymore. Wood is very expensive in these parts. The chest alone is probably worth more than whatever's inside, I should say. Uh, you're clicking it open with your big hippo nails. Uh, you see a, a short, stout wand uh, that sort of bends at 90 degrees with a handle and a uh, sort of claw, a metal claw at the end. Da -da -da -da! Yes, uh, you've got the plasma cutter. Okay. Now you can make messes of plasma uh, no longer a problem. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, this could also decapitate on a nat 20. It's a vorpal weapon. Mm. Functionally, it is the same as a crossbow. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. It is a plus one. Who would wield that? Probably Bubbles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Bubbles is going to end up being... <laughs> I'll take this. Champion, uh, why don't you put the, uh, you know, 
Put the carry the chest. Right away, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holds it up on his head. And you exit the room. And now you see the huge quivering mound, ma- mass of what must be plasma blocking off the switch to control the current. Quick zap, zap, zap with the plasma cannon makes it no more. And you can turn the immense switch and you see <laughs> energy begin to flow through the pipe and presumably reconnect out elsewhere. Okay. There is still one more of these red switches somewhere in the dungeon. Probably on the other side. Mm. Yeah, stepping back out into the whirling maelstrom, uh, you're pulled out most of the way. You can see now that there are several creatures uh, have begun to descend, flying with relative ease through the plasma stream. Uh, You're lifted up off your feet, all of you. Uh, We roll initiative again. These things, remember, will have advantage coming from above in attacks. Okay. Uh, I think you're going first. Well, what did you get? I got, let me modify it, a six. <laughs> I got a six. Also, unmodified, so no dex mod, so you go first. Oh, no, no, that mine was modified. Yeah, yours is modified, so you go first. I have no mod to add to it, oh. so that's the tiebreaker. Whoever's <laughs> okay. mod is highest, yeah. Dun, okay. dun, 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 dun. Describe these things, please. All right. Hovering silently in the air is a roughly spherical, pulsating, clear bluish bell engulfing a pinkish brain-like structure, surrounded by dozens of small blackish orbs connected to the brain, thin tendrils of nerve tissue, by thin thin tendrils of nerve tissue. A long tentacle covered in greenish glowing ooze grows out of the top of the bell, and a shorter maw-tipped tendril emerges from the bottom of the alien abomination. (laughs) Oh no, Metroids. (laughs) Yes. Definitely with these from Dave Doffel. Yeah, alright, go ahead. Alright. Who are you attacking? You got two of them? Um, I, yes. I have two of them. Actually, they're probably gonna go after Bubbles. Just go after, yeah. Yeah, that would be. Bubbles is in front. Yeah, and they would be attracted to him more so. Because I'm very handsome! Yes, so each one's gonna make two attacks. Uh, 15. Miss. Uh, oh, they miss. both have advantage. Oh. Remember coming from above. Oh, that's right, still a miss the first attack yeah. from the tentacle from the first one 15 and two attacks a miss from with advantage youch okay we have a hit from a tentacle All from right. the second one nine poison damage plus make a constitution yeah save. i was expecting a save uh oh bad oh five okay small worm-like larva crawl onto his arm and start burrowing into oh, his no. skin. Our favorite, <laughs> the rot grubs. Uh, four of them to be specific. All right. Uh, and see about the last attack. See if he gets bitten. He does get bitten too. Uh, he'll take five points of piercing damage and must make a constitution save. Thought you missed with both your attacks. Uh, the first one missed with both attacks. Okay. The second one hit with both attacks. Okay. <laughs> Con save. Uh, uh, yeah, 19. Oh, it passes with you know with ease. Um, you do not take any. Uh, you manage to avoid the acid. <laughs> Ouch! You manage to pull your arm out of after it bites down before it can spray the wound with acid. And y'all are up. All right, <laughs> go, go, shine it. Uh, uh, champion, take this, and he chucks the uh, uh, plasma cutter over to Champion's way, uh, who can make more attacks with it. Uh, he is going to cast Hypnotic Pattern on both the things. They both have to uh, Wisdom save. Yep. The DC is 14. Fail for the first one, fail for the second. Boom! They're stunned in midair. So uh, Mr. Blobby is quickly going to burn the the damage off Admiral Bubbles. Okay. He's probably well aware of space parasites by this point, neutralizing them with one HP of fire damage. Yep. 
Oh, that's better. Okay, fire away, champion. Champion then makes two advantaged attacks <laughs> with the plasma cutter on each of them. Okay. Well, they are stunned. We're all just whoosh, whizzing around in a circle as well. I would like to represent that mechanically, but it's basically just forced movement at this point. I think the Stellazoa are more or less immune to it. Yes. What's their armor, please? <laughs> okay, one that will hit them. Thank you. Just uh, and a uh, twenty. Okay. Not that. Not natural. No. No. But two hits. Yes. Two Are you hits. After one, or? one, one on each, I think, okay. is is good. And they each take. Uh, they each take ten damage. Mm, okay. And they need to whiz save at the end of their next turn for the hypnotic pattern. Oh yes. All right. And so they are still stunned. And whiz save. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. And the first one fails miserably. Good. The second one oh, fails two miserably. Two twos. Lovely. <laughs> is a four a 14 <laughs> it's right. got a four <laughs> gonna have champion go again because that was very successful the first time first one will miss second one will hit easily uh take eight force damage okay for one of them yeah all right master blobby is going to go with you know that glowing guiding guiding bolt yes uh, with advantage again i assume because they're stunned i'm not sure how yeah. underwater whizzing around works but they're moving at the same rate, so theoretically it should be basically the same. Yeah, I would, I would assume. You said 14 was there? 13. 13, okay, I got uh, 15 to hit. Okay. What's Guiding Bolt, 3d8? Yeah. Bunk Elk, you've used it plenty of times. Yes, base one is 3 Yeah. Gotta get all my d10s out of the way, they're confusing me. Uh, so 16. Ooh. Do you target the, the one that has been hit twice or the one that's been hit once? Yeah, the one that has been hit twice, I think. Okay. It looks like it's very bad. 16 points of damage? Yes. And it's radiant? Okay, yeah, it looks very bad. Take that, you Metroid knockoff! And he casts Vicious Mockery. <laughs> nice. Okay, that's a saving throw. Charisma save. Charisma save. That is a fail. Uh... Do you add anything? Is it just flat D4 vicious mockery? D4 is just... Uh, just take three damage then. Okay. It seems a slightly less effective. Alright, back to their turn. They can save at the end of their turn. One of them is incredibly... <laughs> very nearly dead. Can we just say it like ricochets hard into the wall and pops like a bubble? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it... Uh, if I'll it fails it. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first one will succeed. That's the that one that's in better health. And it's 14 wisdom. Yep. That's a failure. Hey! So one just gets cut up by the plasma cutting fans above, stirring the neutrino flow. Okay. But the other it returns to active combat. Yes, we have one active. <clears throat> However, it's my turn again. Oh, there you go. That was great. Great use of my, my time. Champion, finish them off. Nat 20. Zip! So it doesn't have a head, head, but it is, it's still, I think, <laughs> decapitate, it doesn't decapitate. Well, what I think I'll do is I'll roll a constitution save equal to his dex. 16 is the DC then. 16? Okay. That actually would work out perfectly. Yeah. See, I'm just going to call it dead. Yay! That would be a failure. So we'll just call that dead, cuts it through the brain, yep. slices directly in hand. <laughs> Excellent. I think we may have determined possibly the source of the major malfunction, though. Whizzing around, uh, you are thrown around the next tunnel at the end of the fight, just in time to collide with a huge wall of thick plasma, which blocks this entrance as well. Luckily, we've got the plasma gun. We can make short work of it. Classic Zelda style. And... Yes, brings us to the next switch. 
easy enough to fix, reverses energy flow. You find yourself, I'm just speeding through this, apologies, but you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, there are three switches on my map, this is just two switches for that one. Swim back up to the top, exit back to where you started and can now flip the switch and change the direction, reversing the polarity of the neutron flow and okay. access the other parts of the space station that okay. were previously disconnected, yes. We'll do that. <laughs> We'll start exploring uh, the rest. Yeah. Now, in my in my notes, I have a whole mess of monsters for this. Like, it would have frog hemoth and like all manner of ooze, undead plants, quippers for the uh, central vortex. Ooh. Yeah. So you're constantly in danger. And I had pictured some kind of corrupt dragon at the bottom of it because this mm. is a dragon temple in classic medieval, but it is the dragon temple space station yes. in this fiction so we won't do that no however we will be shortly coming to the boss you can see uh, as you go several other sites bunks people who have been drained of all vitality who have had things burst out of them in various horrific ways yeah this place has seen better days oh well let's uh, loot all we can and um yes do our best yes <laughs> yeah uh, finally, you come to, there is another switch, easily enough, do, 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 and follow your way around the new flow of the chamber round to the control center of the space station. Mm, okay. Mm. You can see there is, we approach a figure. A uh, figure, uh, yeah. Uh, a small, strange humanoid flo uh, floats silently in the air. Huge, solid black bug eyes framed by long pointed ears dominate the thing's oversized bulbous head. Its tiny toothless maw is pulled back in a permanent rictus grin. The creature's arms are twice as long as its short atrophied legs. The odd being appears to be wearing a single piece of cloth that, that uh, appears as if made of silver like metal. Hmm. <coughs> he hello there. Hello. Are you a fellow uh, 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 freedom fighter, looter? What are you? Well, my name is Corporal Admiral Bubbles. I'm the kind of uh, salvage unit here on official business you understand uh, we heard your distress signal i did not oh huh. ah, well I, I was investigating and you see it lift with its mind one of the uh, bodies of the dead crew that it's now you know it's viscerating and dissecting <laughs> i see you've uh, got your hands full there uh, no 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 need to get up we will uh, see ourselves out we've already got this quite Maybe. nice oh. May I examine you? Uh, no, no, that's, that's quite all right. I, no, I must examine you. I hate the doctor. <laughs> Champion, attack! <laughs> Initiative. Ooh. Five. Twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, return a favor. Hypnotic pattern. Oh. <laughs> Success. Nice. For whom? I can roll everyone if you yes. like. Yes. Uh, so Admiral Bubbles will succeed. Yeah. Being the strongest of mind. Who's... Mr. Mr. Blobby, <laughs> Mr. Blobby and Mr. Bubbles, are two <laughs> names, will fail and champion the murder and will succeed on an at 20. Yes! I have no brain and I must scream. <laughs> All right, uh, that will be my, my guy's turn though. Uh, so one down. All right. Uh, nice try. I learned that trick uh, pretty early in, in Hippo Academy. Ah, uh, who? So what kind of fighter is champion? Just for... Champion. Champion fighter. <laughs> yeah. So I crit on a 19. Yes. Zoom! Oh. 
Ooh. A blade of force whips across the room from the plasma cutter. Oh, crap. That's for Poirot. Now, does, do you need a head to live is the, the contingency on the Vorpal Blade. I would think this thing does. So I, I, I think that would be technically over, but to, to test it fully, let's uh, Yeah, let's continue, continue, absolutely. continue and just roll yeah. it as a hit. Yeah, champion. and uh, Double damage. Yeah, Corporal Admiral grabs the gun out of midair and <laughs> blows the energy off. <laughs> yes. uh, however, we continue the fight. So roll the damage. Uh, both will hit, actually. Yeah. So that is... Six damage for the first hit, oh, and 14 damage for the second hit for the crit. Okay. Corporal Admiral Bubbles is the favor. It seems slightly in less effective than you would expect. It resists force damage. Oh, it's force. I'm sorry. I thought it was radiant. No, never mind. No. It's, uh, you know. I was unsure better whether to make it like slashing or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see, I could see that being slashing. I could see it being radiant. I can see it being force too, because mm. force is kind of like nondescript energy. Yeah, yeah. See, Eldritch blast. All right. <clears throat> oh, if it resists piercing, go ahead and resist that. I mean, slashing, because yeah. Nah. All right. Very well then. Uh, try it on for yourself. And hypnotic pattern flashes right back. I like to think like Legend of Zelda style. He bounces the ball <laughs> of energy back. <laughs> I like the idea. All right. Um, so what was that? What's the DC on that? 14. 14? A failure. Darn. Barely. Phone <laughs> <laughs> your way out of this one. <laughs> Sorry, shorty. Uh, I saw feign death on my cleric domain spell. I instantly <laughs> had the impulse to just <laughs> tap myself out. <laughs> However, Mr. Blobby's going to... Oh, just kind of... Oh, the, the stun. Yeah. yeah, the stun. But the stun would break because I think it's concentration. Yes. So he will actually... Get him, Blobbles. And you <laughs> see the armor just, like, bleed this blue goo out of every plate. And the goo slithers up and reforms around this this gray. And he casts Inflict Wounds with advantage. 17. 17 will hit. Yes. Inflict Wounds is my favorite, favorite priest spell. It's the least priestly thing you could ever do. It's like, what if Jesus could give Stigmata to other people? Which I guess he can. I saw that film, Stigmata. 12, uh, 17. 17? Seems slightly less effective. That's necrotic. That is necrotic, yep. Okay. All right, go ahead. Make your save at the end of your turn. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Advantaged weapon attacks with the plasma cutter again, real quick. Just <laughs> holds the gun at his throat. Uh, that's a 90, that's another crit. So that, that is the head gone again. <laughs> Why don't you run down some of his abilities of what he could have yeah. done? So, um, let's, let's go through what everything was. Uh, the, the last one is uh, still, uh, the Stella uh, Dryalgis, uh, which is basically Star Elf in Latin. I love that. Um, I, I pulled all of these are actually in Latin. Uh, well, what was the space. other? Um, we had uh, Void Stella Nova, uh, Zoa, Stella which Zoa, I guess yeah. that's not technically because that's actually taking Hydrozoa, which is um, a jellyfish, a type of jellyfish, yep. and then just replacing it with star. Yep. Again in Latin, and then Void because Metroid. Yep. And then we have the R2-D2 clone was Badium Spacilium. And it was essentially a... I'm unsure uh, if it was clear that it was R2 because the tentacles really threw me for a loop. I just didn't I want to do that. I actually like that design a lot better. Like yes. having metallic tentacles instead yes. of... That's I, I, just, cool. I wanted it to be a little different because the idea was like the Stella, uh, the Stella Drea is, you know, was exploring and it had sent its probe down. Yep. 
And the idea is that that's a construct of it. And it's exploring. Now, will um, the void Stellazoa? Uh, they're pre- I think that in this case, I would, if I was doing this, I would have them be predators, like and, scavengers potentially. Yeah, and not uh, the you know the dryalidus. Yeah, um, would not be fond of them. Okay. It would just be a monster. See, I would have thought of them <laughs> as bio weapons, like in Alien. You, you could do that yeah. too, but um, as so, per their inspiration, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I gave the Stellidrialid some innate psionics. So we've got detect thoughts, hypnotic pattern. How'd that go for you? <laughs> Didn't go that well. It also had Misty Step, both of which it can do three times per day. Very nice. Um, it just never got to use them because it got a hypnotic pattern. Instead of giving it, I kind of wanted to make them a hive mind fae that have been corrupted by mind flayers. Mm. That was kind of what I was going for with them. So I gave it a finger laser. Uh, to go ape off ET. Yep. So it has a spell, uh, melee spell attack with a range, uh, reach of ten feet, and it does twenty-two radiant. Yep. Forty ten average. Yep. yep. And then it also has, and this is probably what I should have gone with first, but I decided not to. Uh, confounding blast it emits a, a wave of psionic energy. It's essentially the mind, uh, mind flayers, mind blast, but instead of causing paralysis or stunning, it causes confusion as the spell. Nice. Yeah. So that was uh, that one. And I also gave it a hive mind. So if there were multiple, it would have advantage on perception checks, uh, medicine checks, nature checks, as well as intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws, which would have been really nice, but there was just one. It's a CR, it's a CR7 um, with about 70 HP. So it's very similar to, essentially, I basically did mess with a lot of stuff, but I started with the mind flare, the yeah, base okay. mind flare, and adapted. I feel bad for giving myself a beheading gun, uh, but that didn't actually make me think. How about for next time, I do the monsters and you do the dungeon? Okay, I could try that. Yeah. We could see about that. If I recommend checking out Game Maker's Toolkit for a sort of rundown on flowchart yeah. dungeons. Because this one, as you can see, as listeners can't see, there are sort of rooms that you can access at any time, but they are each blocked by something else. By one of the, There's a series of locks and keys yeah. Uh, yeah, on this sort of puzzle box. And you see, you can go straight to the item, or you can go to these various locked pathways, which all depend on locked by the item or locked by a different room, locked by the water flow being in one orientation or another, for instance. Okay. Oh, I should t- say the uh, Void Stella Nova. Um, so the tentacle uh, caused essentially rot grub yes. infestation. Yes. They burrow into your skin, and if you don't remove them by the end of your next turn, I think it is, they get to your heart and you die instantly. Uh, no, it deals uh, two, two, D, uh, two points of poison damage per larva infesting. Yes. Um, after, after this time, I think it's fire damage, blah, blah, blah. Fire damage, damage stops the infection, yes. And radiant yep. uh, for this one. Okay, cool, um, good. To infest the target, kill the... Uh, after the... T- uh, okay, you've got... Okay, maybe it is just yeah. two uh, turns. Up to the end of your target's next turn. turn. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're horrible. They're brutal. I just ran them the other week for one of my groups. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you don't know, you're dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a horribly mean monster. Well, that's that's one of the things that's kind of weird about some of the fi- the fifth edition monsters is some of the old ones they've kept a lot of the same things. So they, some of them are like they just have these really strange quirks, like well, the shadow. They're from Volo's Guide, uh, which is essentially a reprint of the second edition Fiend Folio. Yeah, right down to their abilities, right down to the difficulty of them. The Bodax from there, which has that n- immediate one Death. shot kill. The Catalo Blepus is from there, which has the one mm-hmm. shot kill. kill. The Rot Grubs, the Spawn of Kios, it all comes from there. Yeah. Yeah. 
the bite on the uh, Stella Nova, so uh, yeah, um, the failing, uh, you take some acid damage, but it lowers your max, max HP. Yes, which I thought was pretty cool. Life sucking, and it heals it beautiful for an equal amount. And I think the uh, was nine, but it's a path pass fail you you don't yeah. take damage it doesn't gain <laughs> yeah i tried to base this on metroidvanias uh obviously in a in a full-fledged game you'd have every single level enumerated a lot better well i mean i think it was really... but that tower system is very yeah metroid yeah 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 well i i thought it was very interesting because i literally found out that metroid dread had been released and i ended up watching part of a let's play of that just because i always wanted to see what 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 they were doing with it yes and i was very interested and was thinking about like oh wow it would be cool to make like, kind of like a wild space yeah um metroid like creature uh, yeah it's a little different has a little my own flavor but by the same token it's very definitely obviously based off metroid and i think i succeeded at that uh, i also wanted to do the stella the dryalis um and base it off uh, the hopkinsville goblins yes which it's very visually based off of yeah as we said last um, week you talked in depth yeah. about the goblins i was surprised how tough r2d2 was which i guess reflects he his was... prequel god mode status <laughs> yeah that one ended up i think his hp is a bit too high i had him at 104 yeah i'm like when is he gonna die I was... yeah, it, it, <laughs> I think it needs to be dropped to 50? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just had, um, I was using some... But his attack's like a killer. Like, they justify a stronger monster. I would even buff him up to, like, a higher CR necessarily than I what you've got him listed seven. at. It's just strange because he is so small. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of like that, you because know, he is a small contract. If you yeah, got attacked by, yeah. like, if these are, like, probes... Like, you potentially get attacked by more than one, and you would go down immediately. I also didn't use it, but he has a um, reaction that can recharge. When he takes damage, it can choose to use its reaction to move up to its speed in a straight line, and then fall prone. I was expecting that, and you <laughs> called it, you <laughs> called it, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, very much off R2-D2. Beautiful. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think if I dropped, made him a CR7 and left his HP... That would be a uh, pretty. Uh, oh yeah, and he also has the ability. Uh, if a creature uses its action to attack a prone R two D two, they must first make a wisdom a DC thirteen wisdom save or be unable to hit it except on an unmodified one. <laughs> so just because it's pathetic. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, I would have expected yeah more of those skills to come out of this toolbot, but it didn't yeah. get much of a turn. Yeah. Um, also, if it has uh, its laser knife is super deadly if it hits with against a stunned creature yep uh it Which deals it yeah yeah it, it can deal uh a lot <laughs> um yeah i wanted to have some more sort of sci-fi elements in the dungeon but for time i wanted a sphere of annihilation black hole but i couldn't justify both the sort of the vortex mechanism of the neutrino flow and also a black hole as well yeah. would be weird so i guess as we escape our ship we see it sucked into a sphere of annihilation <laughs> and a, a seriac adds it to his treasure hoard uh, I also wanted to have a sort of ethical conundrum where a malfunctioning teleporter cloned everyone in the party, but you roll to see where your consciousness goes. So mm. while there are exact clones of everyone, you're suddenly not the same group that you started with. Also, Ooh. then they'd randomly die. Well, when you left the room, you know, who gets to leave, uh, which is stolen from the Soma video game and Star Trek essays on what is what is the teleporter doing really? Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> it's just... I, I, I think I've watched some of those um, 
because I, I love nerdy content, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've talked about, like, watching almost all of Doctor Who um, oh, and yeah, not no, enjoying they, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was <laughs> so fucking fascinating. But, like, uh, you know, I guess that that's not true. St- I like certain companions. I just view that the uh, Doctor is the villain. Sure. I, I've thought this on, on several of his decisions have been just bizarre. But also, so is Captain Janeway in some of the Star yeah. Trek. Like, Captain, you, you've got to make the hard decisions as Captain well, of any space show. Yes. I, I guess my, the reason I always view the Doctor as the villain of the series is because he has time travel. So he always has, you know... Well, they, he's at they, a power differential over <laughs> everyone, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, like, the fact that he, he willingly lets them go into these places that he doesn't check you know you could argue that the TARDIS takes him where he needs to go so he doesn't have much control over it but the fact that he takes these people and like you know hey you know let get me out and s- play kids yeah <laughs> he doesn't say no let me scout this ahead yeah <laughs> it's kind of like no you're I have villain. extra lives yeah I can actually do <laughs> yeah. that yeah yeah and he has you know I don't think in the modern series he's lost a companion yet no, he has. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he, oh, it's, but they, 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 they suffer fates worse than death in the modern series. They're yeah. displaced in time or dimensions or, you know, aged oh, to dust and stuff like that. True. And And the Doctor continues to go on, uh, you know, breaking the first law of Star Trek and, yeah. and interfering with undeveloped civilizations every week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good one. That flowed really quick and fast. Yeah. Right. Join us next time when yep. we will swap roles. Okay. Uh, yeah. Send us your questions to Dungeonomicon at Gmail and we will do our darndest to answer them. But as we say at the end of every episode. Um, watch uh, sci-fi. Watch Doctor Who sp- even if you hate it. All yeah. the way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>